Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. very happy to have as my guest today for Song of the Soul, Sandra Helpsmeet. Sandra was raised Presbyterian in the Amana Colonies area of central Iowa, becoming a Quaker in her 30s. Music, singing, Lake Superior, canoeing, meditative circle dance, and yoga are just a few of the deep passions in her life. Sandra is the founder of the Yoga Center of Eau Claire, and a psychotherapist at Southwoods Counseling Clinic. Sandra, thanks for joining me for Song of the Soul. You're welcome. Of course, I've been privy to a lot of the secrets of your spiritual journey, and it's been one of the joys of my life, but the audience still has a lot to learn about that. Would you start by telling how you grew up religiously, spiritually, where you started from? Well, I grew up in the Presbyterian Church in the middle of Iowa, And it was kind of a straight line sort of experience, not harsh, but not a lot of mystery or joy in it. My family is pretty thoroughly German, so there's a lot of emphasis on working, on getting things done, on keeping your eyes on your goal, and not a lot of spontaneity, let's say. Did you get into your Presbyterianism growing up? I was certainly into spirituality, although I wouldn't have known to call it that then. It's kind of like I could sense that there was something underneath the surface, but I didn't feel like I could get at it, and it always frustrated me. I was interested in what I understood of the idea of religion, 
and in some of the stories in it and in this thing I could feel but nobody named but it was frustrating to not be able to find it and as soon as I left home some degree even before that I began exploring other sources other places where did your exploration take you well I read widely I tried out the Catholic Mass because I thought that the ritual and the mystery might have more about that something that I could feel, and sporadically attended other churches, mostly read, talked to people. Over the course of my adult life, I've participated in not so much religious, but experiences that are focused spiritually, sometimes in the context of women's groups or in the context of a healing sort of focus and then eventually, as an adult, I stumbled onto Quaker Meeting, and that's been my home ever since. I just had a very powerful experience of recognition of home when I went to my first meeting, and so I'm still there. Well, let's switch over to your music now. You've got a lot of it, and we're going to clip right through it. What's your first song, and why did you choose that? First song is called Rise Up, O Flame. It's a song that I learned as a child at camp. Going to camp was my first experience of the mystery of spirituality, I guess. And I think that is the thing that I felt underneath and couldn't get at. But anyway, it's my first experience of that mystery in community. I had experienced it individually by myself before that, but here it was in a group of people, and it was wonderful. Sitting around the campfire and singing was a transporting experience for me. I was blown away. Where did you do this, and what age were you? It was at a Campfire Girls camp in Iowa. I was probably eight when I went there for the first time, and then every year after that I would save my money all year so that I could go back until I was, I think, 14 when the, la the last time I went, and then being a teenager and having a job and all of that stuff kind of took over. Any particular aspects of that experience that called to you? Was it because you did the singing, or was it the meals together? Was it the other girls? Was it a counselor who was inspirational? What about that experience made it special for you? Well, it was embedded in nature, first of all, the whole experience. It was at a camp, and the ceremony that was part of the time that you were there which started at the campfire the first night and then had a conclusion at the campfire the last night was all embedded in nature and used awareness and symbols in nature. And so it was really an experience of being grounded in the natural world, which was wonderfully healing for me. And then the community, having a whole group of people that were living together, working together, celebrating together. I think it was my first experience of community. And why did you pick this particular song, Rise Up, O Flame? Well, we sang lots of songs that were wonderful, but a lot of them were very unique to that camp. Of the ones that I could find, this one was the one that best represented the ceremony of it. We'll listen here to a group of kids singing Rise Up, O Flame.
Cassandra, it's not going to be a mystery to me why you chose Quetico as one of your songs, but would you tell the audience why this is part of your song of the soul? Well, first of all, when I was 12 years old, my family went on a vacation to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and it was my first encounter with Lake Superior. And I remember standing on the end of Whitefish Point and looking out at the lake and feeling something that I had no name for, but that I knew was important. I guess if I had to try to intellectualize that and explain it, I would say it was my first sense of my place in the whole scheme of creation, and that my place was very tiny, but also very essential and very right. Henceforth in my life, whenever I've been able to go to Lake Superior, I go to Lake Superior. It's like a pilgrimage kind of thing for me. And then in my early adulthood, I was introduced to canoeing in the Boundary Waters canoe area and Quetico, which is the Canadian side of the border of that canoe country. I remember my first canoe trip just feeling so at home, so grounded, so joyous in that grounding, just weeping on the last day when it was time to pack up and go home and not really understanding that, but it was just such a whole feeling. I don't know what I think about reincarnation, but if I believed in reincarnation, I would say that I lived there before, definitely, in that area, because it's like I just recognize it, and it nourishes me in a very particular way. That's definitely my main pilgrimage site. We'll listen here to the second song, and Sandra's Song of the Soul. It's Quetico, and it's being sung by Claudia Schmidt and Sally Rogers. Touch the stars to feel the moon It sets my soul to singing once again Quetico Quetico I'm lost and so alone here in this throng I've lost the sight of right and wrong It's been so long God's creatures running free, alive and in the place they ought to be.
like you and me Who's never felt so sure or free As when we met the land and heard the call To Quetico That sure is a powerful song. The next one's powerful in its own way, too. Peaceful women are great. They live right up by Lake Superior, and so they carry that kind of energy. Why did you pick every part of this earth for your song of the soul? Well, this is sort of a continuation of the last one. I have gradually recognized in a more and more conscious way how, for me, spirituality is so embedded in the earth, and that being rooted, being grounded in the earth consciously it just makes me so much easier to get along with and I think effective and positive and all those things makes my brain work better. This particular song, it uh, touches other areas of my life because it's a song that we sing in circles that I sing with. It's a song that we dance when we do meditative circle dance, which is another thing I enjoy doing. And it also talks about our relationship with the earth in a very simple but profound way. So this song is joyous to me in that it's a community event on many levels, community with other people and singing it, community with earth. But also it's a very bittersweet song because it speaks of how we're losing our roots in the earth and losing our awareness of the earth. And it's one of the things that is very painful and frightening to me to realize that and just makes me wonder, you know, what are humans going to be like when we're not grounded in the earth? And how do you live differently because of this connection that you feel with the earth, with Lake Superior or with every part of this earth? It informs many of my decisions. I, I hope most of them in that I try to be aware of the size of my footprint on the earth and to make choices in how I live my life so that my impact is as small and as respectful as it can be. I guess some of the specifics of that are that I love to garden and to put up food. When I sit down to a meal, my preference is to sit and think about where the food came from, how it was nurtured, both by the earth and by the people that helped nurture it, and what it has taken to bring the food to me and to be grateful for all of that. We also have a wood stove, and I, I love that kind of heat. There's the fire again, I guess, and it allows us to use less fossil fuel. That's kind of the approach that I take to how I think about the things that I do. We're going to listen here to Peaceful Women. It's a group up by Bayfield, Wisconsin, as they sing Every Part of This Earth. Every part of this earth be to my people
Sandra, the next song you've chosen is by Patricia McKernan, and it's called Come Forward. What are people supposed to be coming forward to? Well, this is written kind of as a love song from God, asking the person listening to the song to come forward into their heart, to open their heart to the presence of the divine. I ran into this song quite a few years ago, and it was the first time that I had encountered someone speaking about the longing for God and about how it's both joyous but also painful to acknowledge that longing because it's where our life is, but at the same time, it's so difficult to really allow ourselves to be in that life because we're so much in in our everyday life at the same time. That notion of our longing for God being our best guide and also our best expression to God of our our love for God and God's love for us. I really like that in this song. And also, I think it was my first, um, helped me be aware consciously for the first time of sort of being embedded in God and God embedded in me, that imminence, transcendence, all being wrapped up together. Have you ever heard Patricia McKernan sing live? I encountered Patricia McKernan's music in a Quaker gathering. She used to be part of a Quaker meeting in the Twin Cities and has written songs that are popularly sung in in Quaker circles. And out of that, I got to her album and found the song. So we'll listen here to Patricia McKernan as she sings Come Forward.
too bad, Sandra, that we don't have recordings of you singing these songs. I happen to think you're a beautiful singer. Some people say I'm prejudiced in your favor. But this next song, I also believe, is one that you sing beautifully, the song of Bernadette. What's your connection with this song? What's it mean to you? This song, it reminds me of a story that Ram Das tells of meeting his guru. He says that his guru told him things about himself that he couldn't have known. 
it was clear to him that his guru knew him and knew what he had done. And it was also clear to him that his guru loved him. That, to me, is the center of the Song of Bernadette, that awareness of that love and wanting to not forget that love and being so happy when I can remember that love is what this song is about to me. Sandra's fifth song in her Song of the Soul, Song of Bernadette, being sung by Jennifer Warnes. It's a song written by Leonard Cohen. There was a child named Bernadette I heard the story long ago She saw the Queen of Heaven once And kept the vision in her soul
Let's go back to the peaceful women. The song you picked out has an odd name, Allah, that's all right, but. So why did you pick this one out? To me, this is a, both a fun song and a song that expresses the frustration of living in a world that often is pretty crazy. Because it's important to me to try to live with integrity, to line up my life with the things that I believe and the values that I hold. Oftentimes I run smack dab into the things in this world that don't go along with those values. And there's so many, so much work to be done, so many things that I see that are needed, and I often don't know where to put my energy. So I can get myself pretty tangled up that way. When I feel up against it, I put on this song and sing at the top of my lungs and dance around my living room. And maybe I laugh or maybe I cry or maybe I scream, but it's a great way to kind of get back to baseline and start over again. And the name of the song, Allah, that's all right, but do you have any idea what that name means? I think you just have to listen to the song. Well, then we'll do that. It's being sung by Peaceful Women. It's a Sweet Honey in the Rock song called Allah, that's all right, but. Somebody come and carry me into a seven-day kiss. Somebody come and carry me into a seven-day kiss. Somebody come and carry me into a seven-day kiss. I don't need no historic, no national, no family bliss. I need an absolutely one-to-one, a seven-day kiss. Help me now. Somebody come and carry me into a seven-day kiss. Somebody come and carry me into a seven-day kiss. Somebody come and carry me into a seven-day kiss. I don't need no historic, no national, no family bliss. I need an absolutely one-to-one, a seven-day kiss. I can read the daily paper, I can even make a speech, but the news is stuff that tapers down, salt thorn in the breach. I've been thinking about the people, I've been scheming about sex, yeah, I'm dreaming about Africa and nightmare and Oedipus Rex, but what I need is quite specific. Terrifying rough stuff and terrific. I need an absolutely one-to-one, a seven-day kiss. Help me now. Somebody come and carry me into a seven-day kiss. Somebody come and carry me into a seven-day kiss. Somebody come and carry me into a seven-day kiss. I don't need no historic, no national, no family bliss. I need an absolutely one-to-one, a seven-day kiss. Help me now.
I'm noticing a theme here, Sandra, where you're trying to get back to your roots, to the real things that mattered. Does that have something to do with why you picked out Simple Gifts? It does. Simple Gifts is an old Shaker song, and it's often sung by Quakers. It kind of expresses the Quaker testimony of simplicity, of trying to both literally and in one's mind simplify to the things that are really important, be discerning in that way. So I've always liked this song, and I especially like the version of it that is in the Friends General Conference published Friends Hymnal. It has wonderful words, and unfortunately I couldn't find a recording of it, but we do have Judy Collins singing the first verse. Would you like to share with the audience the other verses that are not in Judy Collins' recording? Sure. The second verse is, "'Tis the gift to be gentle, tis the gift to be fair, tis the gift to wake and breathe the morning air, to walk every day in the path we choose, tis the gift that we pray we never, never lose." And the third verse, "'Tis the gift to be knowing, tis the gift to be kind, tis the gift to wait to hear another's mind, that when we speak our feelings we might come out true." "'Tis the gift for me and the gift for you.'" And the fourth one, "'Tis the gift to be loving, "'tis the best gift of all, "'like the warm spring rain "'bringing beauty when it falls. "'And as we use this gift, "'we might come to believe "'it is better to give than it is to receive.'" Let's listen to Judy Collins as she sings and plays Simple Gifts. and give her those other three verses and have her sing and redo her recording. But we could probably also get a hold of our friend Bryce Black and have him do a recording of Simple Gifts with that. He'd probably turn it into a reggae tune. He would, and that would be great fun. And speaking of Bryce Black, the next song you chose is one of his tunes. Why'd you pick Loving the Questions? Well, probably part of the reason that I am drawn to trying to follow the discipline of simplicity is because I have a complicated mind that is always trying to figure everything out and that likes to go very fast and multitask in all directions, so I really need simplicity. Quite a while back, a Quaker friend shared with me a poem of Rainer Maria Rilke. It's about living the questions of life. 
in the more recent past, Bryce Black, who I know through regional Quaker circles, put that poem into the song. And so I was delighted to have it as a song because Bryce does a delightful job putting things into song. It talks about being patient, being in the now, about living and loving everything instead of trying to be out ahead of yourself where you can't really be. Well, let's invite the audience to get present to themselves and to where they need to be as we listen to Bryce Black, accompanied by Yatta, as they do Loving the Questions.
medicine to be swallowed every day Of facts you must cram for the final exam Where God gives you a grade But I believe in the bursting birth in water Cry in the night of a new son or daughter And love that loves what is not just what ought to be I believe in Mr. B. You got to love, 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 love the questions and be patient with your heart. Do not now try to seek the answers. You are not ready to live them out. The point is to Everything, so live the questions. Perhaps you'll live into the answers someday. Sandra, how long have you been teaching yoga? Well, steadily since 1996 or 7, although I dabbled in it before that. Ten years. This next song comes out of that experience. There's a type of yoga called kirtan that is basically chanting the names of God in Sanskrit. And in that tradition, there are lots of stories about our relationship with God and about our own struggle to leave off with our attachments and the things that we do that drive us crazy and make us uncentered so that we can come to a place where we're more available to the mystery of life and to the sweetness of life. A lot of those stories are represented in some of the chants that are done in kirtan. And Krishna Das is a popular kirtan leader in this country and it's on one of his albums that this song appears. This is not really a kirtan song. This is something that he says he couldn't resist writing because he was inspired by the story, and he'll tell you a little bit about that at the beginning. But I love this because it is so joyous, and to me it speaks of those moments when I've got myself in a corner and I can't see anything, and I've forgotten everything centering or grounding that I know, and all of a sudden somehow a ray of light breaks through into my brain, and it's so sudden that it's surprising. So it's surprising and it's joyous and it just makes me want to sing and dance and that's what the song reminds me of. Let's pass it on to our audience. This is Krishna Das, The Ring Song. In the story of the Ramayana, Ram gave Hanuman his ring when the monkey army went out to search for Mother Sita, who had been kidnapped by the demon king. Jumping over the ocean, he found Sita in Lanka, and from the tree above her, he dropped the ring down so she wouldn't be afraid. Recognizing this to be a sign from her husband, in amazement, she picked up the ring and said to Hanuman, Where did you get that ring?
जय हनुमान संकट मोचन कृपा निधान जय बजरंगी जय हनुमान करुणा सागर कृपा निधान जय बजरंगी जय हनुमान लाल लंगोते लाल निशान जय बजरंगी बाबा हनुमान संकट मोचन कृपा निधान Sandra, we're coming to the last song in your Song of the Soul. Why did you pick Healing in This Night by Bob Frankie? It's a beautiful song, and it speaks about that the truths are so simple, but life is so complicated, that healing is breaking through that complication to those simple truths, that that's where things are okay. That's where we can not make what's going on wrong where we can let it be what it is, where we can let it be right, even. And I think that that's at the center of healing. And that's what I would like more and more to be able to keep at the center of my life. I think that the experience of really being present to life, which makes us aware that we are in need of healing, tenders our heart. And it's out of that tenderness that compassion grows. We'll listen here to Bob Frankie as he sings his song, healing in this night. There are songs that never ask you anything There are strings that beat against the wood There are songs that ease the singer's heart to sing And that's good But there are words that change the way you look at things 
are sounds that silence idle talk, and there are songs that circle in your mind and seek your heart and find it and seize it like a hawk. There's a pain here that slowly slips away. There's a love here that's leading us from darkness into day. There are stars here that fade against the light. They fall, but it's all right. There is a healing in this night. There are trials that trick you into loneliness. There are tears. That burn until they fall. There are needs that tear you when you turn away. But they call. But there are hearts to hold you when you've done your best for the love you leave within their lives. Here, if you should cry, to pray if you should die, and there are songs that sing us all. There's a pain here that slowly slips away. There's a love here that's leading us from darkness into day. There are stars here that fade against the light. Fall, but it's all right. There is a healing in this night. For my sanity, in my mind, I seem the only one. There have been days when no one seemed to understand what I'd done. But there are ears to hear me in my softest voice. Our hands to hold and point the way, and there are men and women on this path to laugh if I should laugh, to find me if I stray. There's a pain here that slowly slips away. There's a love here. That's leading us from darkness into day. There are scars here that fade against the light. They fall, but it's all right. There is a healing in this night. 
healing in this life. That song was by Bob Frankie, and the song was Healing in This Night. Sandra, thanks for sharing your songs for Song of the Soul. Was this hard to do this? Um, it was hard to think about doing it. It made me cranky while I was thinking about it. But it wasn't really hard doing it because I got to listen to all the songs that are most precious to me again. And I think that, for me anyway, talking about my spiritual journey, my evolution, whatever you want to call it, it's always a good thing to do, even though it might seem daunting when you start out doing it. Thanks again for joining us for Song of the Soul. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. My guest today for Song of the Soul has been Sandra Helpsmeet. And in case it wasn't perfectly obvious, she's my wife. You can hear this program again via my website, that's northernspiritradio.org, where you can hear this program again, hear other programs, and also can see a list of the music on these programs and links to the performing artists of these songs. Song of the Soul is produced by Mark Helpsmeet. If you'd like to share your Song of the Soul with the listeners of WHYS-FM Radio, please contact me via my email address, helpsmeet at usa.net. That's H-E-L-P-S-M-E-E-T at usa.net. And please join me Sundays at 11 a.m. for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light it will heal you, and you can feel you and sing out a song of the soul.